you know what's really funny? I was, I was actually thinking this week, like today, I would love to start doing some vocals, like voiceover on that. Be like, just randomly come up with something. And I was like, I, w- I wonder what you could put to that music that would sound not bad. And I just can't think of anything. I don't know. It's it's pretty, I think there's lots you could put with that. Yeah. All right, everybody. This is the Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast. Uh, this is your absolute favorite biker, Mike. Devin was sick early last week, so I had to record with Dustin. And apparently, I sounded tired. And I was tired. That's fair. I uh, didn't know I was working the next day, and then I ended up having to work that day. And so um, I ended up not going to bed till like 1 o'clock. Oh no! <laughs> and then early five thirty to be at work for for uh, for six thirty, like at work for six thirty on site for you know seven thirty eight o'clock, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was tired recording to that one, <laughs> that one there. I'm like, Ugh. so if I was tired, get fucking used to it. Uh, <laughs> this is an unpaid thing. It's unpaid. And again, Devin was sick that weekend. And I was supposed to record with Will and Devin tonight, and then uh, my wife, I, something happened. Oh, Devin's wife got sick, because he was sick, and then yep. his wife got sick. Fair. And so that happens, and I'm like, cool, not recording tonight, not a problem, we'll do it Friday. I, I didn't talk to my wife about doing it Friday, and my kids are going to be out of the house, and she's like, no, I want to spend some quality time with you. Eh, maybe. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to hang out instead, but that means it kind of hijacks my ability to record because tomorrow night's good for me, but not good for other people. And I'm like, it just becomes a shit show. And I'm like, all right, we got to record something. So, so, so here we are. It's like all Justin, Justin's like top of the list of people to text. I'm like, and I wasn't even going to text anybody. I was like, oh, I'll just ram something in later, like maybe Sunday or Monday or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm glad you did. I was just sitting around he, doing nothing. It's because you texted me. You texted me. I'm like, oh, he's already up. <laughs> well, I see. Yeah. I seen, I seen you on the, on the list today. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I thought you went to the pipeline, not to the cleanup. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in cleanup. It's yeah. great. I, I do. I do have a fear though. Because somebody said something today and it resonated. Um, a day off is a layoff. And when I <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, because that's the way I felt last time I had to go for a weekend uh, to go emcee that wedding. And I came back and it's like, no, you're not on that crew anymore. And it just turns out they just weren't willing to pay extra laborers or whatever yeah. for it, which doing it extra labor. So I'm like, oh, on that one, hopefully I've become part of the car on this because yeah. uh, apparently I'm doing great. I'm, of course you are. <laughs> And they're a good crew to get along with. Oh, they're so great. Yes. Just a bunch of de- degenerate fucks. I love them. They are pipe planters. <laughs> they are pipe planters. And, they, and they fit the description to the T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when somebody said that, I'm like, oh, I felt that one. Because uh, I'm thinking I was going to take this weekend off. But I just got on this crew. And I'm like, uh, not a good time to be taking. Because it's our anniversary weekend. Oh, fair. And I was like, I want to, but I don't. Because... Work is slow right now. Like it is. If, it's if, like, if you got a seat, you hang on to it for dear life. That's the thing. There now we have. There's two. We've got two little projects. One kicks off November fifteenth, and then yeah, and that's why I'm not as worried. But at the same time, I'm like, man, just gotta make money while the sun shines. So well, I told Amanda, I'm like, we'll go. So we're leaving the GP on Saturday night. Nice. And we're gonna go there, have a stay at a hotel, go to Cora's in the morning, go shopping. Like I don't know, a little bit of Christmas. Yep. But. That I was just home for, was our seventh anniversary actually. Oh and yes, I, I took an extra week off, so I was home. 
And also Halloween, so you got to do trick-or-treating yeah, with we the went, kids and everything. Yeah, took the man out trick-or-treating, Captain yep. Jack. It was it was good. But, yeah, that's awesome. What, yeah. Did, what did, you, did you dress up? Just the man. I don't have time. Just. Well, that's... he. He wanted me to be an elemental or something, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I am. I'm in disguise. This yeah. is my disguise uniform. Can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> no, so we went around to the other side of the lake, did some trick-or-treating over the, uh, there was a little, like, retirement oh, village yeah. behind the, over the, behind the Pigeon Lake Village store, and then, so we went through there, filled his bucket there, and that was that. Yeah. Do you know what's the best is the people who go out of their way to do full-size chocolate bars. Like, they are a gift to the world. Yes. I'm like, I remember that as a kid. You you remember it. It's like, oh, I remember this one year we got full-size. And it's nothing. Kids have money now. Like, my kids, they got a couple bucks here and there. They could go to the store, and I encourage them not to because I'm like, you don't need to spend your money on that kind of shit. Yes. You'll get it eventually. Yep. But, yeah, it's really funny because that just makes memories. Well, we I got sassed on Facebook. What? Well, that's. We try, we try to be part of the community. We try lots. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's only a small town that's 455 people on the last census. Yeah. So we, we, I decided that, you know, we were were new there. We have a young kid there. I wanted to do full bags of chips and we did a couple small candy bars and we did a bag up, right? And we did. We did 40 bags and we got 35 trick-or-treaters in the town. That's, of, that's awesome. Yeah. Like you, you, good ratio, man. Yeah. That was awesome. Th- that's phenomenal. But I, so, uh, but, and we're, you know, we're in a new, we're in a digital world where, you know, you, if you want people to know something, you tell them on yeah. social media. Yeah. So I posted on a couple of the local social media groups, like, hey, new to Mulhurst and took a couple pictures of the house. We had, you know. Yeah. A couple inflatables and just some stuff. You, you, you do love your decorations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we do love our decorations <laughs> and we, and so it's like we, we put, we had lots up and this lady like asked me, oh, well that looks festive dot, dot, dot. And it's like, come on, Karen, I've got a six year old <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's like, I've got the spookiest house in town. We're so. not all bitter with kids that don't yeah. visit us anymore. Yeah. Like, and come it, on. Might, <laughs> it may be a hodgepodge of shit, but you know what? My six year old loves it. So yeah, yeah. That's, 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 what that's where it starts and ends for me. Yeah. So it's, yeah, some people, they just, they, they, they're miserable and they want the rest of the world to be miserable unless they were being intentional, but the dot, dot, dot makes it kind of snarky. Yeah. Yeah. It, and like, what were you hope? Were you hoping to get a bandwagon, a bunch of people gagging up on me? Like, like, yeah, "Yeah, that looks trashy. Yeah, yeah. Get out of our neighborhood. Screw you and your trailer park. It's like, like, sorry. We can tell you had a trailer before this. Yeah. Uh, or they're just bitter that you took over the house and it's like, that was my friend. Ooh. They were best friends for years. I they were good people. Nobody seems to know the people that we bought the house from. <laughs> the, 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 just the, isolationists to the core. Yes. The, the, the lady at the post office has never, she's lived in Malhurst her entire life and never been in our house. What? Yes. She's like, I just wonder what it looks like inside. Did you, did you invite her over? It's I like, said, yeah, it's like, yeah, anytime you want to like, really see. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> if you, just, if anytime you want to step back into the seventies, come on by. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. I love your house. It's I, awesome. It is great. It just, it does scream seventies. Even, even the downstairs, it's all, it looks finished, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's mostly finished. It is. <laughs> and it's, that's what 70s was. It's like, 70s oh, finished. It's 70s finished. <laughs> I put my inflatable hot tub in the basement. Mm. You were talking about doing that. Yes. Do you got like a dehumidifier? I have a dehumidifier and then when the top is off, yeah. 
I open the, there's a window. I put it right near a window. Okay. And I've got a fan in the window when yeah. the top's off. And I suck, so I suck all the moisture out. Yeah, yeah. So you're not just putting it into the of your basement, creating yeah. mold just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait to come visit. Yeah. Uh, I was actually thinking, um, so I was on the Sean Newman podcast there, right? Yeah. In the beginning, and I feel like I missed a lot of things that I was intending on saying. So I was like, ah, because you're trying to get as much information as possible, so you're rushing. Yes. And then I, then I got in the groove and just kind of chilled and hung out. So I'm trying to make it so we can go visit him again and do another podcast. But this time with Devin, maybe Will, uh, I got to talk to him. And I was thinking around the motorcycle show. Oh, nice. And so I brought it up to the wife. I'm like, hey, what do you think about going to the motorcycle show and also doing uh, the Sean Newman podcast at the same time? And she's like, I don't want to go with Devin. <laughs> it's not a matter of I don't want to go with Devin. She's like, I don't want it to be a guy's weekend and me to be a tag along. Yes. She's like but we had kind of had to cancel our anniversary plans that we had and she's I asked around this time so the, the sore is still there <laughs> she, <laughs> so she's like it's not a good time to be talking about this I'm still bitter <laughs> that's fair so I'm hoping go to the motorcycle show uh, in Edmonton there yep January 12th or something like that and then hit up Sean Newman before or after that, do a recording with him. We'll see. And get Devin there and promote the Amateur Christian Podcast, which I don't know why we're promoting it. It gets way more traction and a lot more thing. Like people engage with it more. Christians love their podcast. I've seen, I've seen all kinds of dialogue back and forth with Devin and people lately on there. Yeah. And it's simply because of uh, divisive topics like Halloween or tongues and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions out there and I run into them too. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just funny. So we're going to, I'm trying to line that up so that we can go there and hang out with him and do the motorcycle show. Cause I really do want to do the show. It's been shut down since COVID. Yep. And that's really frustrating for me cause I like motorcycles. I love motorcycles. <laughs> and when I can look at new stuff coming up and just, ca and be all over the place, you don't have to stick with Harley. You can be looking at the new Triumphs, the new BMWs and, uh, and uh, Honda sometimes. Uh, but a lot of Kawasaki, Kawasaki and Yamaha always have huge booths, but they have no cruisers that are worth looking at Yamaha anyways. No. Nowadays, I hate them. They're ugly. They're just, they're not, they're not for me. No. I sat, I finally sat on a, a lowrider ST, a fast Johnny lowrider ST. Yeah, yeah. And I hated it. <laughs> I, knew I hated it. I just Devin, I was just, I was so mad immediately. And I'm <laughs> like, Devin's right. Yeah, and I'm sitting on it. Melody's like, I've never seen you look more uncomfortable on a motorcycle ever. And I'm like, <laughs> ask the salesman. I'm like, where the fuck is the radio? And he's like, well, that only came on the Diablo model. What? Yeah, thirty-five grand, and I can't have a fucking radio suck. And it has a fairing built yeah. into it. It's if fixed you have fairing a fairing, bike. it's a fixed fairing bike. Yeah. You should have a radio. That should be like yeah. at least the accessibility to be able to have one. The one yeah. I rode on had one, and that wasn't Diablo. That was just a rust stand, huh? There's a there's a uh, Rockford Fosgate. Yeah, yeah. Three thousand dollars system you can bolt on. Oh, but, okay. But I don't want to bolt a three thousand. I've just paid. And the other thing is, is the lowrider ST right now Harley's got zero percent zero down all yeah, these yeah. all these great finance programs right, which was <clears throat> I I probably wasn't going to buy no. a new bike but it's like well if it's zero percent in this maybe you know yeah. whatever and you think it starts about looking whatever. real tempting <laughs> yeah then I go sit on it and it's the most uncomfortable piece of shit in the world <laughs> and then the salesman's oh yeah by the way it doesn't qualify for all the the all the current financing things. 
all the deals you saw. Oh, and I'm like, that's dirty. Yeah. So no radio, no deals, no nothing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. no. All no, uh, Devin, Devin kind of had it. You know, I hate that he was, because I, I like that bike and I want somebody I know to have one so that I can ride it more. <laughs> yeah. I want one bad. Like I, that's. I, you love the idea more than the. Uh, yeah. But yeah. then when I sat on it, if it had forward controls, but we, that would completely change the bike when it, you know. Yeah. But if it had forward controls, I could ride the bike and I think it would be fine. Do you think you'd go for like a 2017 Dyna, like the last year of the Dyna there? Or do you think that's not quite your style? I don't think it's just quite my style. Because that's a lot. That's a lot closer to what the uh, the Lowrider ST is. It's yes. A little more on the Dyna side. Yeah. But I love that little fairing. I love those little bags. Like it's just so interesting looking, and I've seen what people have done to them. They're cool scoots. They are. It's just it's a neat machine. Yeah. And and for for you know it's like I've got the Road Glide, which is great. I love my bike. It's yeah. It, but it's a, it is a touring machine. Yeah. And it's, an, it's not a bomb around. You it's can't. not a, no. And it's like, if, when I, when I, if I whip into Edmonton, it's a, it's a lot of bike. Yeah. If I, oh, when you get in traffic with that. <sighs> on a 30 degree day, my legs are burning. Like it's oh, hot. Yeah. yeah. And so I was, you know, I'm just looking at other options, right? Did, did you look at even in, even ponder the, uh, did I say, I sent you a, a link to a Yamaha Roadster? Road, no, what was it? Yeah, Roadster. Roadstar? And it was, no, Roadster. Or Roadliner. Roadliner or Stradaliner? Stradaliner. Stradaliner with the 19, but it it was bobbed out. Like all the work was done to it. Yeah, yeah, so that that was very cool. I like that bike. I'm like, it's useless, but I like it. And it's 1900 cc's with nothing on it. I'll send it to Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you were humming and hawing about the, uh, again, another. uh, I wanted a Roadstar. Roadstar. And and I still do. I want to. I I need a second bike for here. Yeah. And well, that's why I was thinking the Roadliner would be great because it's already bobbed out and it's a bigger motor. If, well, unless Melody gets her way and then by then I won't be here. <laughs> oh yeah. She's, a, she, she's hunting. She wants you to start hunting somewhere else. She would like me to move home. Oh yeah. I get it. I, I get d- it. I know. I would. It's. Uh, t- but, but it's aborting the plan. You had a plan. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? And like. We just need to keep doing this for a while. Yeah. Unless, unless we really want things to change. Yeah. But. Well, you would, you wouldn't consider getting rid of the trailer and getting another house here that you could actually bring her back to? Like, or is it the financing of just two houses? Just two. It's probably too much. In my opinion, it would be really hard for me anyways. It would be very hard to finance a house here, a house somewhere else. And be like, that's our week off house. Because again, then you start making justifications to not go to that one. It's like, oh, we don't need to go. It's cold out or it's hot out. And it's like, but half our shit's there. Well, but then you got to double up on furniture. That's, it's, that's where it's, I don't exactly know. It's my, my thought, sell the trailer here. Put renters in in the house there. Rent a place here for a while. Feel it out. See how it goes. But at the same time, she she brings up valid points. I uh, you know I'm kicking around. My brother and I are talking about possibly him. I might I might pursue my real estate agent license, and then he might become home inspector. Oh yeah, and then we can work together. Yeah. And so, because I, I originally was sort of thinking about just doing the home inspector's course, it's an easy trend, you know, it's like, 
Yeah. It's not a bad. Yep. And there's not and very many of them, so there's no, it's an open market. Like it is, and it, it pays well. You work for yourself, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I've got some ideas. It just depends. It would be the spring or, spring or summer before I really. Yeah, before you worry about that. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got lots of. Lots of time. Yeah. Hopefully nobody from work listens to this. If, if, if they do. I've talked about this at work. I always oh, said okay. yes, she wants me to come home. <laughs> well, that, the, one of the vice presidents has a running bet. He says by January, I will not work there. And we've got to. Oh, really? Oh yeah. No, it's Just like, wait until that Christmas yeah, bonus comes in. Yeah, he's like, he's, <laughs> no, we've got dinner riding on it. I got to buy him dinner. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I, w- I was actually going to talk to them about possibly sponsoring the podcast. I'm like, well, you sponsor other things. Why don't I sponsor this? And not sponsor. You can pay and I'll advertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> no. No. So, I don't know. She, she'd she asked me to come home right around Buster's birthday. Yeah, yeah. And then last time I was home, it's better. He's adjusted better, so she's a little bit more. Yeah. And they're, like, this. the problem is... Is it's not so much coming back to Fort Sa- They're just thriving there really well. So yeah. if it's me that has to suffer on the short term, yeah, that's not even an issue to me because yeah. it's like they're both doing so well in a way that I actually wasn't in, didn't anticipate that whatever I have to do on my end to facilitate that, I'm I, I'm happy to do. Yeah. My wife wanted me to ask, how are you liking Alberta? Like, what are the biggest differences you see between Alberta and BC? Well, for for me, so COVID is starting to be a thing again. Oh. In BC now, if you go to the hospital, you have to wear a mask again. Yeah. In Alberta, they just said, get fucked. Yeah. And there's no mask. You go to the hospital, you just, no. Yeah. You know. Um, my, the science isn't there either. That's no, the, the science, that's part. the thing, right? So they're, all, <laughs> they're, o- they're overall... Attitude fits my overall attitude better. Um, Stuff's cheaper. Gas is 30 cents a liter cheaper there than it is here. Yeah. And Uh, they might be getting out of the Canadian pension plan. They would be putting their pension towards Alberta citizens. Yes. Like if you're part of Alberta, you get our pension plan. I'm like, ah. And they are the money maker for Canada. They are. They've been, they're residents and I should get a check soon. But they get quarterly rebates because groceries are so high and oh. you get a couple hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, there's, it's, it's small things. The, the overall, the attitude is just easier. There's no land transfer tax in oh, Alberta. Really? In, in Alberta. And the insurance is better there too. Yes, it is. Like for, for motor vehicles, like in BC, we're under a, uh, provincial monopoly, monopoly essentially where the provincial government runs the insurance company and they run it horribly. So it makes no money, which is impossible because otherwise people wouldn't have insurance companies if they didn't make money. Yes. But for some reason, if it's run by a government, they're like, oh, we don't know how to make money and, or make things because the thing is if. If they were making money, that means, oh, we can lower our rates to make it cheaper so that more people have a choice. When you have no choice, they can make their rates whatever they want because get fucked. And they do. they do. Yeah. So for my Harley, it is in BC. The last time I was going to insure a bike here, it was just about $3,000 for the year. (sighs) And then I run full fire theft, collision, like whatever I can. Full replacement. Yep. Everything on my Harley in Alberta, it's $650 for the year. That's disgusting. I don't, that's like, I actually, I don't take, I don't take my tags off and they don't. Yeah. 
It's, it keeps it covered. Yeah. In BC, I'm not paying for it when I'm not, if I'm not using the bike. It's like, yeah, but if it catches fire in storage, well, I'm like, well, then I'm, f- I'm fucking out a bike. Storage insurance is so cheap in BC. It's $15 a month. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, if I needed yeah. to do that, I would. But yeah. I don't even need to do that because no. it's safe in my shed. It's not going to catch on fire. No. I, that's, I think one year I put storage insurance on because I was paranoid. Mm-hmm. And then I never did again. You got a because, nice bike. Well. I like your bikes. Most of them. Most Yamaha of them. was a bit of a piece of shit. Not the Roadster. The Venture. The Venture. That it, was just. It, to get wheels. <laughs> it was just to get wheels. It was just. I had that. And, and I was happy to sell it. I had that electric ride, that blue electric glide. Yeah. And it was just, I was, if I would have kept it any longer, I was going to do the motor in it because it was just slow yeah. and sluggish and it just wasn't, and I just didn't love it. And I was, I didn't ride it because I didn't love it. So I sold it because it, there's no sense in having something that you don't use that wasn't doing yeah. me any benefit. Then that other, the venture came up and it was, it wasn't a bad deal for what it was. Yeah. And it kept, oh, no, it was a great deal for what it was. It was. And then it That's kept a me, lot of bike. It was a lot of bike. It kept me on the road. I, it was a year of riding. Yeah. And. the One of the biggest things I hate about that bike, the Yamaha Venture with the V4. Uh, it's a, a 1300cc V4 motor. It, at anything after 120, just, it screams. Like it's a high revving bike, which is fine if you like high revving. I don't. No. And uh, you, and in order to get any performance out of it, you had to ride like you had run. to ride the piss out of it. Yeah. yeah, you had to be very hard on that bike to get any. And it's like my biggest complaint was one like one of the things my wife and I connect on the bike, right? Yeah, and I could I can feel her. I know what she and I didn't know where she was and I didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, it was awful. I, yeah, that was the worst. That 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 that's frustrating, and I think that's one of the things that Harley does quite well. I watched a comparison video of, so they were comparing a old road, uh, uh, an old Goldwing, like an older Goldwing yeah. to a brand new Harley uh, Road Glide. And, but they didn't have a sissy bar. So they had the full trunk on the Honda and they're like, look, he's got tons of space. He's comfortable. And this one didn't even have a sissy bar on the road, ca- on like, or the, on the Road Glide. Yeah. And I'm like, that changes everything. It just does, though. It does. You put a sissy bar on a bike, it's great, because otherwise your old lady feels like she has to, like, crowd into you because yep. she's worried about falling off. But yep. if she's got a sissy bar, she's not pushing you into the tank at all. No. She's just there. No. she Yeah, she's there. She's enjoying the ride. She yep. can put her legs close, and it's great. Yeah. But she doesn't feel like she's going to fly off the back. So yep. when they did that, I'm like, ah, they, they missed the mark just by so little. You didn't have to have a trunk. Just, t- just, just a sissy bar. Something... To give the the passenger something to back onto. My, in truth, my wife actually, I don't have a trunk because she doesn't want me to. No, she prefers the just the backrest. The yeah, back, she thinks she, she she's more comfortable. She, the bike pref- looks better too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. Yes, the trunk and the trunks are awful, and they, and I because they're practical, I always put them on quick detach, but yeah. they're. They're heavy and they're awkward, so you end up scratching the top of your bags all the time. Yeah. And this is just so much, it's cleaner. Yep. No, I, I, I like without the trunk. If, if you're going on a road trip, great. Chuck sure. it on. Yep. But if I'll you're bar- not going on a road trip. I'll borrow one from somebody then. <laughs> right. I've got, I've got quick detach ho- hardware. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think when people have trunks and they, I'm like, you, you know you're not going on a trip. You can, he's like, yeah, but I can stop at the store. I'm like, 
You could do that with your trunk or with your saddlebags. Yeah. How much are you grabbing? How much are you really grabbing? Because okay. I got saddlebags now, and I can grab a couple small uh, Delicio pizzas or whatever and chuck them in there. Or I can four, four. I can fit four pizzas in there. No problem. I, you can do a, so much with those trunks. Yes, you can. Do, those saddlebags. They, if you know, if you. The other thing is, I take a lot of stuff out of the packaging. Right, boxes are bulky. Take it mm-hmm. out of the packaging, and yeah, and it's like you can get a lot of stuff in those bags if you do that. That's yeah. my trunks spent more time. I had them because I always put trunks on everything because I felt like. The passengers preferred them. I thought my wife preferred them. Yeah. She doesn't. She prefer she prefers the passenger backrest with the with yeah. the luggage rack on the back. And that's that's fine. It's Yeah. So Nick had a Road King uh for a while there and it was a very very comfortable bike and all that stuff. And uh it was insured and I was able to ride it or my bike. And I'm like, hey honey, what do you, you want to go for a ride? She's like, Yeah, I do. And I'm like, okay, but which, which bike do you want to take? Do you want to take the Road King or do you want to take my bike? She's like, I want to take the good looking bike. I want your bike because <laughs> it's got the ape hangers. It's it's a cool scoot where next is just so old man or it was so old man. I'm like, it's got the trunk. It's got the bags. It's got the windshield. She, she's like, it just looks boring. Yes. Because they are. They are. They really are. Yes. A stock Harley is boring, especially the Road King. You know what? You got to. You don't like the Road King. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> but in I, order to make it cool, you need to throw apes on it. You yes, got you it. Do. You do. Yes. That changes everything. Yes. Our fr- our friend Tom put buckhorns on it, and I was just like, <sighs> I'm just like Tom. You can't. That bike only. Ha-. And uh, that was that was the last bike I talked about into ape, ape hangers, and he's put ape hangers on every bike he's had since yep. then. Yep. But I could not at that time, and he put buckhorns on that green Road King, and I was just. Yeah, I, uh, what some people do to the bikes, uh, nearly offends me. Yes. Not nearly, it does, it's offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been offended. <laughs> uh, the thing is some people have more money than me, so they can do whatever they want. And I'm like, okay, cool. You can do what you want, but it's still ugly. Yeah. Um, I've been looking at adventure bikes lately and, and dirt bikes and stuff. I'm like, oh, I really want to do that. But at the same time, uh, just not there. No, I can't. They're just... I look at other stuff and I think I'm just, my wife tells me I'm not. And I just, it's because I like the performance of Harley's. I'm not a Harley snob, but I think that I am. I just. You think you're, you think you're there? I think that I am. I just like, <laughs> I just, I can't look it, at it, anything it else. It either needs to be a Harley or look so close to a Harley that other Harley guys don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I don't, I never intended it for it to be like this. I don't, it was never. Well, the Roadstar, if you didn't know it was Harley. That when I that roadster I had everybody asked me it was a Harley, but yeah. there was a ton of Harley parts on it at the yes, same time. But that thing sounds great. Yes, for a Yamaha like, or or for a metric, it sounds good. The those were the nicest sounding pipes. Yep. That was. Did that, you have the Vance and Hines or the? Yes, uh, yeah, they were, they were so good. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the Roadstar for for aesthetics for look. It's a beautiful bike. It is. And it's like infinitely customizable. There's yeah. so many, so many things you can do for not a lot of money. Yeah. Because we've chopped up a ton of them. Yeah. And you know to lower them if you want, and they do. Sh- they should be lowered. It's just that you grind out a little bit of bottom in the frame and you flip around the the factory adjuster. 
Oh, really? Yeah. It's a super easy, easy mod and you drop it two inches and the bike looks immediately better. Yeah. <laughs> there's, ju- there's just, it's so, so customizable. The front fenders, you just take and knock them apart and just weld them back together. And <laughs> like, you it's. Yeah. And it's air cooled. That's the other thing. That's the that other, is another thing. That's that radiator kind of, it, it takes away. Radiators take away a little bit. They're, they're great for power, great yes, for performance. They they are great for everything that they are for. Yeah. But you, there's there's one thing you can never you can't you can't hide them. They're always nope. there. I was when when we were looking at moving and I didn't want to buy another trailer. I wanted to buy a house. Yeah. And it's like we looked at lots of modulars and it's they were on foundations and this that and the other. But Still the one trailers. thing, but the, there's nothing you can do till yeah. the end of time. It will always be a trailer. Yeah. You could build an entire house on top of it. <laughs> and it would still be a trailer yeah, at the end of the day. You can add 10,000 square foot to that single yep. wide. Yep. It's a trailer. Yeah. And also, there's a uh, financial guy, uh, Dave Ramsey. He says, never invest in a trailer. You can buy a trailer if you know you're going to be in there temporarily and you're going to build something better. Mm-hmm. Do not see a trailer as an investment. It is a money, like it'll... If you're lucky of luckies, you're going to break even and sell it for what you bought it for. But you're not going to. This came up at your birthday. I was talking oh, really? To, yeah. I, did, I yeah, didn't know that. He's, was... like, he's like, yeah, I was in a trailer and I wanted to pay as little as possible. I'm like, I'm doubling up on everything because I know the likelihood of me getting out of it clean yeah. is minimal. So yeah. I'd rather pay down what I can and then it then when I go to get out of it, it's the best case I've been in the optimal situation. That's right. So no trailers are they're they're great for uh, temporary yeah but they're they, they awesome. will they just, will forever be yeah. just that a yeah. trailer yeah they will they they they're like buying a vehicles you don't invest in vehicles no, except for like Ferraris and shit like that yes. but <laughs> but they're an appreciating asset yeah which it, is it, it loses value as soon as you live in it yeah so. Yeah, they're fine. They're yeah. good for what, as long as you see them for what they are. Yes. That's all it is. Yep. I'm not ripping on people who own trailers. No, I it's own It's fine. Yep. Yeah. And I was, I was thrilled. That was for the money and everything I had at the time. That was absolutely the best home I could buy for my family. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. But you, you didn't see it as an investment. You're like, oh man, in 10 years I could burn this to the ground for insurance. Yes. <laughs> and be, yes. Cause the. And break yeah. even. Yep. So. <laughs> Oh, it's weird. Yes. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to bring up. Yes. Safe injection sites. Oh. It's been a th- talking about it for years, but it hasn't hit home yet. We've been pretty lucky in that way where it's just not visible. You didn't see the tent all summer? No. Where was it? Uh, Are you talking about the one by the, uh, the uh, Alliance and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw it, but I thought it was just, just there, hob- hobos. No. no. Okay. So- the tent, like where the Salvation Army building is. Yeah. And then there's the Alliance mm-hmm. Church or Old Alliance. Are they, is it still an active church? Oh, quite sure it is. Okay. So, well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't go there. No, me neither. So, um, so where the Alliance Church is, mm-hmm. there's between that, the Salvation Army there, there's a, a ton of tents. That's a little tent city. Yeah. yeah I've, seen, I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. It, across the road in that gravel parking lot. Toward, yeah, yeah. Towards, yeah, 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 the, yeah. towards Prevail Gym. Yep. That's, there was like, it looked like a, it was a gray and black. It looked like an ice fishing shack. Oh, like really? A, yeah. Looked like a double wide ice fishing I, shack. I didn't even and look. that, and it was, that's, there was, there was one, it was, and it was a mobile one. It moved around the city most of the summer, but it sat there predominantly. Okay. Well, so, you know, you know, where your market is, right? Yes. Well, that's. 
ultimately. Which is a horrible thing to say, but it is, it is what it is. Well, <laughs> that's not. I don't think I don't think a lot of intravenous drugs. Fortunately, you know, when you're in that. Well, we don't have a downtown sector for them to, you know, mooch off of and try and, you know, beg for money and stuff. Because that's the thing. When I lived in Ottawa, the homeless people there, they did something. They were like, we're going to ask for money. We're going to bother people. We're going to, you know, hang around near downtown when it was living in Ottawa. That's the way it was. Like, you go to uh, the Rito Mall and, yeah, they were just everywhere. Edmonton, they're they're all over the place in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we go out of our way to to avoid where we can. Yeah. Well, it's safer. Well, that's just it, right? You got mentally sta- unstable people living on the streets. You got a kid. How how much time do you want to chance them not having a mental breakdown somewhere? Not I'm not saying all of them, but if you're willing to live on the streets, it's a, a majority. That's the thing. And it's the it's the, it's the unpredictability of it all. Mm-hmm. We were in Victoria over the summer. My grandmother passed. Uh, we went down to say goodbye before she she passed away. And <clears throat> of course, there's in Victoria, there's a large tent city. Yeah. And we were going through, and I'm like, it's like I made sure to lock the doors and roll up the windows because it was yeah. it was later. We were I dropped my brother off at his dad's place, and we were going back to my aunt and uncle's where we were staying, and it was we're going through there at nine o'clock at night, and it's. I'm not necessarily afraid and I don't think anybody has all this malicious intent and that's not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. However, there's a, there is an element of unpredictability that I can't, mm-hmm. I can't contain that variable. Yeah. So I just want to prepare my best to not have to. Yeah. And that, that is something that I'm glad that my wife drives now because her favorite uh, store to go to is No Frills, which is right next to all that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if I knew that was happening there, well, it still doesn't help because now my kids are doing this, um... Uh, speech therapy and stuff like that. Yeah. And the kids that need to go to that, well, it's right down the hall, apparently, from a safe injection site. And these people are not uh, conducting themselves well. No. And it's like, okay, now my kids are kind of in danger. Like, my wife was like, oh, well, before I could literally tell the kids where to go. Like, they'd been there before. I could just drop them off and go. But no, there's none of that anymore because you can't trust anybody at all. And I, I think one of my biggest gripes with it is why are we making it safe? Well, it's because... <laughs> I know that's a heartless thing to say, it's but be, that was that be- was one of the biggest deterrents before was the fact that, hey, there's a risk you could... Like, people are more likely to hopefully... Well, the, the rationale is they're saying that for less impact on our healthcare system, less deaths, mm-hmm. less, less, less. However, I just don't think that's necessarily... There's, they're taking the risk of dying or there's a risk of you getting sick. And it's like, no, this should be a deterrent. Everyone should be like, no, if you do this shit, you could die. You could get sick. You could make other people sick. You could not just ruin your life, but everyone's life around you. Well, like, well, But they were like, no, we're going to make it safe for them. It's like, oh, so I can fuck up my life and my we, health. We almost have to make it safe for them because we've created the problem for them. It, especially now in BC where it's legal up to, I think you're allowed to have five grams or whatever. You, oh, really? Yeah. So it, there's open air markets for heroin, crack, Oh, yeah, yeah that's cocaine, right. They had the drugstore there for yeah, a while. Yeah. It's because it's completely decriminalized in BC. Yeah. So you're allowed to carry up to a certain amount of these controlled substances. Yeah. But now that they, then, then 
this is all legal. They can tax it, whatever they want to do. I don't well, care. No, it's, it's not legal. Oh, it's not it's legal. It's just decriminalized. Okay. So they're not punishing the user. Yes. They're punishing the seller still. Yes. So it's like- Which if I you, agree it, with that. Yeah. That, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And so they're, they're trying to have this like open arms philosophy of- if you're going to do it, let's do it in the best possible way to, to mitigate yeah. whatever risk we can. Yeah. It just hasn't come to that. Like, I don't know if you saw what happened in Vancouver over Halloween, but there was a, no. basically a riot because they've completely decriminalized everything along yeah. the way. Yeah. It's flipping, flipping cop cars is now legal too. You can just go ahead and well, <laughs> or decriminalize. When crack and co- cocaine become legal, certainly petty vandalism doesn't seem like it's a far fetch at that That's point. That's right. It's the opposite You're not of broken stretching. Window. It's, a, it's a, the opposite of broken window theory. <laughs> Where it's like, well, if we just make it safer for them to break windows, they'll be safer to break windows. It's like, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It, maybe not. I, <laughs> maybe not. And I struggle with it because I feel bad. I really do feel for people, but I feel so much that I think that they need to have some consequence. And when you're taking away the consequence, are we helping them? Are we earnestly actually helping no, them? No, we're enabling. I, we are an... 100% enabling. And, and if your goal is to help, I'm like, okay, sometimes you got to, if I told my kid how to do absolutely everything all the time, I wouldn't be helping. I wouldn't help him grow if I just dictated everything that he does. Because when time comes where he has to move it out, it's like, I don't know what to do. My dad told me what to do. Yes. He I'm, lived my life for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get to this point with my own kids where I'm like, no, I'm going to teach you what's right, what's wrong and why it's right and why it's wrong. And now it's up to you to make the right decision. Like my son, he tried, he tries this thing once in a while. I'll get him to bring me a beer from the fridge. Good kid. Yeah. And he's like, dad, can I have a beer? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, go ahead, go grab one. And he went and grabbed one and I'm like, you know, open it. And he opens it. And I'm like, you can take a sip. He's like, no. And I'm like, didn't think so. <laughs> and you just call their bluff. But you give him an opportunity. And it's like, okay, he knows right now. He's, he won't like it. So he's yeah. not going to waste his time. It's not a big deal. And if he did take a sip, I still wouldn't be mad. Well, that's, that, we had a very open philosophy about alcohol like that in our house. It wasn't, I was never drunk. There was never, mm-hmm. but I, we definitely had wine with meals if we were having spaghetti or. Oh yeah. It was a, it was an occasion we. Christmas day, we would have mimosas. Yeah. You know, it's, we, I, you know, when I was a teenager, if I was working with my stepdad in the yard, I could definitely have a beer with my stepdad. Yeah. If, if I wanted to have some beers with my friends as a teenager, as long as we were in the house and it was a contained thing and we weren't going places, it wasn't frowned upon. Yeah. And you know what? Later in life, I developed an alcohol problem because I developed an alcohol problem. Yeah. But- it but, wasn't like that was but, the... But, no, it wasn't, that wasn't the catalyst for it. It, it wasn't until way later in life and all kinds of life challenges happened. But when I was through my teens and early twenties, I wasn't a heavy drinker because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a faux pod. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't hidden. It was, we, and we that, talked that's about what it. I had was the hidden, the whole, when I did start having alcohol, it felt like such taboo. Yes. And so like, it, which oh. makes it so much better. It's like, oh, yeah. I love this. My parents could never know. Yeah. You know, and. And, but that's the thing. I projected it on myself because I just assumed it. Well, simultaneously, because my dad just not a, he's not a pastor, not a big drinker, never really. He didn't, he, he's like, hey, probably don't get drunk. Don't be stupid. Don't be all the stuff. Yeah. But when I did start drinking, I would bring you these wine coolers back to my house oh, and gosh. my mom was like oh I like these and so my mom was drinking <laughs> them with me and I'm like oh and this is Quebec like you can buy them at the corner store they're everywhere yeah. and so 
Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things of I projected this idea of such a taboo thing. And it's like if my parents hadn't made it seem so taboo or allowed me to feel that way by not having it, not have alcohol, not conducting themselves, there was no healthy relationship with alcohol. That's that, And that's exactly what I say. That's my, my wife talks about alcohol and this and that. And you work yeah. in bars for a long time. And, and I said, I said, you I said, fundamentally, you don't understand where I'm coming from because I didn't have a positive relationship with alcohol. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, and what I, I, uh, maybe I said this to you, I've said, I, cause I know I said it to lots of people. I said, alcohol spirits, it's supposed to give you this feeling of intoxication and yep. all of this stuff, the romance, there's all, all these things tied up with it. Right. Yeah. All of that was gone for me. Yeah. I was drinking for the sake of drinking. Yeah. Vodka then. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Vodka is the shit alcohol that people drink just to feel something. Yep. It is not good. It is not delicious. It is it is just shitty, shitty alcohol it that was, technically yep. will get you drunk and make you feel something. Yes. Like, And just accept it for what it is. Yes. Uh, whiskey. We got some great whiskeys up here. Yes. They're very good. If you're not an alcohol guy, it's not a big deal. But for me, a good whiskey, just it stands out. It takes time. It takes craft. Vodka doesn't take craft. No. It takes potatoes or potatoes. wheat or whatever they yep. want to use. And the only difference between good vodka and shitty vodka is the number of times it's filtered before you yep. drink it. You want to make, if you want to make your, your, uh, your, what is it, Smirnoff into Grey Goose, get a Brita filter, run it through that thing four or five times, bam, you've got yourself some top grade Grey Goose. I'm not even, I wish I was kidding. But you're not, and you're exactly <laughs> right. Like you're just... I like, um, what I really enjoyed, one of the last alcohols I enjoyed was I, there was a spiced rye I was drinking. Oh yeah. I quite enjoyed spiced rye. Oh, we had a good spice rye here. Uh, that one there, the oak. Yep. Yeah. It was a rye, a rye whiskey. It was quite good. Yep. It's empty now. Devin took the last of it. That <laughs> Devin. Yeah. He's got a, a Lafoig that he's going to bring in. It's a Isla Scotch uh. for, uh, when we have Will Smith on, cause the last time he was in. Will and I were drinking Lafoy without him. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. So healthy relationship with these things. And when it comes to drugs, it's the same thing. I never got into weed really, really early. I did, but it was Vancouver Island. Oh yeah. It was just, that's like that smoking is, cigarettes there. It was like, I was probably <laughs> 12 or 13 the first time I smoked a joint. Yeah. And it wasn't. My parents found out I was smoking dope by the time I was 14, probably. Oh, really? Yeah. And they didn't. But again, in my house, I've got it right here. That's. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> my, it, my kids are getting used to the sight of it where it's not, it's not going to be this faux pas thing. Like, oh, it's out of bounds. I'm like, just meth is bad. Yes. <laughs> well, that's, if the, uh, I think that, you know, it's, I don't think Hollywood does a great job of lots of things, but the movie Knocked Up. Oh. Where. Egon Spangler is talking to, to the, what's this guy, the guy that knocked up the other girl. And he's oh, like, yeah. He's like, yeah, if it comes from the earth, you know, if it's green or mushrooms or whatever, it's probably not that bad. But if it's a, yeah, you know, it's a synthetic thing, you probably shouldn't do that. And it's like, yeah, no, that's a, yeah. exactly it. If it comes from the earth, how bad can it be? Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's some pretty poisonous plants out there. Well, <laughs> but we, we figured that out, I yes. hope. <laughs> Somewhere along the way. It's like, can you smoke poison ivy? Well, now <laughs> we both had the pause, like maybe, maybe possibly. I wonder what it would do. Well, that's magic mushrooms are the semi-poisonous mushrooms. Yeah, they're poisonous with one dot. Really? Yeah. 
there's there's a red dot and black dot. I don't know. I used to. I don't know. They scare me. Mostly because the hallucinogenic effects of them make me very nervous. Everyone's like, oh, I'd like to try shrooms. And for a long time, I would like to. But now that I know myself a little more, I'm terrified of what I have uh, left suppressed in my subconscious. Maybe things I'm not dealing with that would be brought to light, even though maybe I'm not ready for it yet. Yes. And it would force me into this zone of, no, we're going to fucking deal today. <laughs> I, <laughs> and that's my worry. That and, was never and, but, my. Experience. But having the worry is part of the problem too. Yes, it just comes. So mushrooms are something. It's an environment thing. Yeah. You have to be with the right people in the right environment. Mm-hmm. One, the one tip I do give everybody: no, you can't do mushrooms around people that aren't on mushrooms. That is weird. That so, aren't on mushrooms. Yeah. So if you're the only one, you just get super. Yeah, you just get fucking paranoid and, and weird. It's like they don't understand where you're at, and you don't understand where they're at, and it's. Yeah. It's I, a mistake. So that's, that's been my, that it's like, uh, I haven't done, it's been a few years again since I've done mushrooms, but the last time yeah. I did it, we were out camping and it was like, it yeah. was awesome. That would be awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> I had an edible a while ago and it was, I wasn't the only one to have one. So I didn't have that issue while simultaneously was my first time. Yeah. And I did not like that. <laughs> It's, Buddy offered. He's like, hey, you want some? <laughs> or you want this? And I'm like, no, I know how horrible these things can be for a guy. And he's like, oh. And he said, like, he bit it in half. And I'm like, okay, well, if he's going to have half, I'll have half. <laughs> and he, he, he forgot in his toolbox. So um, <laughs> it, was t- it tasted like a toolbox. Well, they, t- they taste awful. Somewhere, uh, somewhere along the way. Because I can be a little retarded, my tolerance because mm-hmm. I've been at this for a really long time is high. Yeah, uh, I, my wife had never been a cannabis user before she met me. Yeah, and we were having some, we were camping and having some. No, we don't think we've been camping yet. We, we were home, but we were having some edibles and we got this hundred and twenty milligram <sighs> jelly thing. So you wanted to meet Jesus, is what it was. Yeah, well, it's I eat a th- <laughs> I I no, start, I no, start that's a lot. With, well. <laughs> It's not, maybe I start, I start at five to 700 and really try to be like 800 to 1200. Wow. If I'm going to, if I'm going to do edibles. So she's like, how much do I have? And it was 120 milligrams. So I'm just the fucking thing. Like if you want to no. get stoned as fuck. No, yeah, no, no, she, she greened would. out. Oh yeah. She did. And she was thrown up. She was mad at me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, that was bad advice. I was gaming with some guys. This guy's like, oh, you guys got edibles there? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'd like to get get some. It's like, well, what do you look at? One of the other guys is like hooking him up and all this stuff. He's like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know, 50 milligrams? like, what, you want to fucking, he's like, have you done this? He's like, no. It's like, you want to meet Jesus? Because that's who you're going to, you're going to meet Jesus. <laughs> if you've never done it, that's that's a lot for me anyways. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was a bad idea. I... Either way, I'm a lightweight. Yeah. And well, I'm not going to do it. Edibles, not well, my thing. Okay, so when we were moving, like the one day when we were moving, I was a little sore. Yeah. So I took 500 milligrams of oil. Yeah. In in the morning. And it didn't affect me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, edibles aren't my thing. Anyways, no. back to drugs. Yes. Back to the legal drugs. The legal, I- illegal ones. Yeah, there was a certain level of this is bad for our environment. This is bad for the people around it and all this stuff. And I'm like, but 
you want to help somehow, but we're kind of fucking up our kids for that. It's a it's a heart of compassion. I get a, it. Well, it's it's a fine line because it's the problem. If your position is that you want to help, well, unfortunately, where the people are you want to help is going to encroach upon the rest of your life in some form or another. I think mine's dead. Your battery is dead. My battery is dead. Yeah, I had a buddy and I was asking, he was like, oh man, they're just not spending enough money. I'm like, money's not the problem. He's like, yeah, but these people need a place to live. And I'm like, what do you think they would do in that place to live? It's like, yeah, but well, then they need these these uh, safe injection sites. I'm like, well, then they're just going to get more injections. It's like, it's not that they haven't thrown enough money at it. Because honestly, they have. Money, I don't money, know how you spend more money at it. Yeah, money's not the... If If you could solve, like, homelessness and... Drug abuse with money, we'd be long done with these problems. Oh yeah, we we if if it took more money, we'd just throw it at it. But money that all of these people have, all the vast majority of these people have probably already been through treatment two or three yep. times. Yep, their family has already thrown money at housing for them. Their family has already that's all of these things have already been done. Yeah, it's so money's not the issue. issue. No, we, you need to sort out what the core issue is. And and a lot of it is, a lot of it is abuse. A lot of it is opportunity and suppression, lack of education, and and just people looking for and, and sometimes the world just full of fucking degenerates. Yes, just people who don't care, who are going to do what they're going to do. Like it doesn't matter how much money you throw at them. It's like, oh, you know, this is hurting the people around. Some people are just fucking degenerates. Yep. And you can't help them. You can't help everybody, which is really unfortunate because you're like, we want to help. It's like they don't want your fucking help. They just want to get high or they were abused or lost their job or got addicted through, um, no. uh, through injuries, well, through, which happens. So, so many things. I, I had a friend, yeah, a business owner and ended up, hurt himself, ended up losing his home, business, everything. Mm-hmm. All because of, you know, yeah. a stupid injury, guy that never had a problem, yeah. ended up with a problem. Yeah. And, it, and and I get it. Those people are out there. I'm not but, saying they're not out there. But money's not the issue. It's community and, and, and just figuring out what the problem is and be like, hey, we're here with you, for you. Yep. He sorted out. Yep. He's, he's 100%. Life's yeah. good for him now. Yeah. Beca- but but he's, 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 he's the minority. He's not the majority. Yeah. And they, some people don't, and, and some people are just going to fuck up. And it really sucks because you yes. don't want that for them. No. We really don't. I'm not, I'm not making light of it. Some people are degenerates who are not trying. Some people don't try. They've given up a long time ago. But there are people out there who are earnestly trying, failing, don't know what to do. So they just go back to what they know. That gentleman we would work, we were both. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a classic example of that. Yeah. I have the utmost respect for him. Because he was clean for a long time. Yep. But it's just, it's hard. Yeah. And, you, and you, feel, you feel for them because yep. life is hard. Life is hard. And and to say that it's not, it's, it's really unfair. I know there's this, I, I try to fight this victim mentality that everyone has where you just think I need to, uh, I'm a victim in this way. Or, or And even the church that I go to, uh, I'm doing this program. And at one point in it, they were like, how are you a victim? And so it's like acknowledging your failures or a part in which life kind of dealt you a raw hand and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, 
And they're like, no, no, just, just some way. I'm like, no, I refuse to look at myself as a victim because the second you start looking at yourself, because people are real, there are real victims out there. Yes. But when you're putting it on yourself of this is how I'm victimized, it's like, okay, you can't beat that then. No. Because you're allowing life to just go and kick the shit out of you and you're like, this is my lot in life. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> no, not, 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 not fuck those people. Fuck the, the victim mentality, people telling me that I'm a victim. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm a victim of? I'm a victim of bad genetics. I got a lisp that everyone can hear. I know it's there, but I don't hear it very often. And, um, but it's there. And I have bad genetics. I have bad teeth and all this stuff. And in that way, am I a victim? Yes, of life. I'm not going to fucking sit here and pout. Have you ever heard me pout about it? No. I'm, no. I'm one of the most dyslexic people in Canada. <laughs> I'm super dyslexic. Do yeah. I... Do I let that dictate who I am? You, no. You dispatch people. Yes. You, like you literally work at a desk. I couldn't imagine being dyslexic with a desk job. Yeah, and typing <laughs> and stuff. But I, you know what? I could either say I, I can play, I can fall victim to it, and I cannot yeah. do these things, or I just figure out how to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Let anyone tell you that you can't. <laughs> if if you're out there saying, "Oh, I'm just," but life is yes, life is hard. It is. It sucks. It fucking sucks. But you can do this. Fucking yes. do it, it. You know what? Life sucks, but you know what? It just takes input. And if yeah. you put input into your life, you will get what you want out of it. Yeah. I, I am a firm believer in that. Yeah. So, I'm, and yeah, hate to be all the motivational bullshitty kind of thing, but well, at the same time. No, no, I've got a, I've got a friend and she's reached out to me and I haven't responded. And this was, you know, a year ago, I thought... The moon and stars of this person. Yeah. And I, you know, the last company I was with, I paid for every bit of training, AWP, every, every ticket that you could get. Yeah. I paid for. Yeah. And signed this person up as apprentice. Yep. 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 Did every little thing and their life changed. They, they had a suffered a, you know, personal trauma. Mm-hmm. In their personal life. Yeah. And it changed the trajectory of everything for them to the point now where I don't even know what to say. Yeah. It's, you were not what you were before. Yeah. And I don't exactly know how to tell you that. The thought that I was, ha- I was thinking a lot about the subconscious. And so I'm trying to think, why do we do the things that we do? So like without thinking, like we're not doing it. We're not thinking out the thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I realized, now let me know if I'm off the base or kind of a little crazy or maybe gone too deep or not deep enough. Um, the subconscious is unresolved, undiagnosed, emotional and or, and or uh, physical trauma. So you haven't thought about the things that actually hurt you. It's like, oh, I get vanilla ice cream because... Fucking chocolate reminds me of my father and I just don't want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And so we think about these things that uh, traumatized us or made an emotional impact on us negatively or undiagnosed or un. we didn't look at it deep enough. And so we're responding in a way which dictates our future because we're just trying to avoid whatever happened to us to get us to this point. Yes. It's just a coping mechanism. Yeah. That does you absolutely no favors. Yeah. So same with your friend. Like, uh, you think about the subconscious reasons that they went back to what they were doing because they kind of had everything kind of, Hey, we're helping you. We're helping you. We're not doing it just to, you're not a pity party. We believe no. in you. No, that's the thing. It's like they were killing it 
on every level. Yeah. And man, they're just not now. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That really sucks because you're like, man, this is, people have potential, right? Right. And it's, in my role, it's, I see lots of people like comes, I see lots of people go. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, especially, you know, we do, we work with a lot of degenerates. <laughs> we work, and so it's and like, that, yeah. I, get, I get fucked a lot. And when, when I let, when I see somebody with potential and it's like, okay, and I pour into them and then, then I get reminded of why I'm cold and jaded most of the time. Yeah. It's challenging for me. Yeah. I, some people, my wife wonders why I can be so cold or so heartless. She's, she has not seen me cry in years. And, and, and she's like, you, you never cry. And I'm like, oh, I totally cry. Oh, I cried, uh, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's been a while. Uh, I nearly cried over this whole Israeli, uh, Pakistan or, uh, Palestinian thing when the Palestinians or the Hamas attacked Israel. Yes. I almost cried over that because I'm like, man, I couldn't have imagined being put in that put in that area and with those people like and not being able to do it. Like it, knowing everything that we know just makes me almost 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 break down. And I'm like, ah, oh. and that was the closest I got well, recently. That, well, that's so. This really has affected me lately. One of the, one of the guys we work with is up on, on murder charges right now. Okay. Uh, vehicular manslaughter charges. Oh. For, for something that happened a few years ago. Um. Yeah. And, uh, court's coming up, I believe in January now. Okay. And it's been a few years that this has been hanging over him, but it's like, it, it's just really affected me. He's, I, I. You know, I only, I've only known him for a year now, but it's like, he's always just been a super great guy. So his yeah. kids go to the same school that my kid went to here. So I'd see him at school. Yeah. We worked together. I just, you know, I just, I thought I looked, look at him as a good, I look at him as a great father. Yeah. I love it. He brings his dogs to the office. They're amazing. Like I just, yeah. you know, and then it's like he. He might I, be going to prison. He has a very real chance of going to prison for the rest of his life right now. Oh, and that's, wow. and that's really affected me. And it's like, it shouldn't, this is a guy that's in a work acquaintance at best. Yeah. But yeah, the, the thought of him walking around the last few years, not knowing, you know, what's going on with this, yeah. you know. And, the, and, the, and what prison turns a guy into sometimes. I, don't, yeah. I know that's maybe is reading into it sometimes, but depending on where you go and what kind of environment you get put in, prison can be worse for you. Than anything else. That like you could be like, oh, just put me in minimum security. I'm not a risk or just put me somewhere where, yes, I deserve to be punished or whatever because I made a mistake in this way or the other. But uh, don't allow me to become something that I'm not just because of an accident that happened. Well, that's the thing. He, this whole thing, it was, and the thing is, like, nobody knows the truth. And, and, you know, yeah. It just sucks. It so, just sucks. So, yeah. And so I get accused of being jaded. So do you, yeah. I'm sure. Awesome. And it's like, I just, my red flags are out. I've seen too much. I know too much. The problem, the problem with being, I don't want to claim to be an intellect because it's so pretentious and fuckery. But at the same time, I don't 
unhear things. I don't unsee things. I don't unknow things. And when you become knowledgeable of the things that are going on around you and the just the world, and you don't become jaded, that's that's amazing to me. If you don't become jaded, good job. I. It, it comes down to you're, you're a bit of a product of your environment. Yeah. With the environment that we are immersed in, you're going to become jaded after a while. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> in, in my role where I'm, you know, we're hiring non-skilled trades, skilled yeah. trades, people show up, they don't show up. It's it, That's every, why I do so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every day, every day is a battle. Yeah. And yes, it, it will, you will become jaded and it will wear you down over time. It and just, when people, the, the problem is when people have legitimate like reasons for not like for falling through, like something happens, vehicle does shit the bed, life whatever. Happens. Life does happen. But you, when you've been jaded by 30 guys who were like, oh, they got paid on Friday, so they're not coming in Saturday. Yep. I and guarantee you people it, aren't going to be at work yeah, on Saturday it, because of that stupid fucking reason. And I hate that. I'm like, no, you you live every day like your paychecks depends on it. Yeah. Why 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 would you take it? You're dropping a whole day's wage overtime to to me to to get drunk to recover from a hangover. Yeah. You're losing time and a half all day because you couldn't have self control. <sighs> and and risking a job where you make way more money than you're worth. Oh also, yeah! Like, oh yeah! I don't. <laughs> and I don't want to diminish what we do, and I and I don't. No, you know, but, I don't want to be attacked for that. But, but at the end of the day, we work in an industry that pays very well, well for what for the level of education. I I don't have a high school education, and I I could if I wanted to make over one hundred twenty grand a year. Without without, I'm like, a, I I I graduated high school, and I yeah. and I make I yeah that's I. I just imagine like the overtime. You you got to put in the hours. It yeah. sucks, and you got to like even and when there, other people have it's a day the, off. You got to be dogging to get on a crew. Like that's well, that's work. The, that's the thing, right? Like yes, I make well into the six figures every year, mm-hmm. but I'm I also okay. I was home for 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 Halloween, mm-hmm. but I've worked every stat holiday in, yeah. for the last year. So I worked Canada Day. Like, I, so people people rip on guys. So it's like, oh, oil field guys, yeah, yeah. making all that money. It's like, yeah, no, it, I'm sorry. I wasn't with my kids. Yeah. When you everyone else tell gets me about to celebrate. It, yeah. You want to tell me how easy it is and it sounds great. Oh, you've got two houses and you live near a lake and all of these things. Yeah. It sounds wonderful, but it's it comes at a price. Yeah. And it, it costs you so much. It costs you. It doesn't cost you money. It costs you time. Time. Because it costs you, that's what you're losing with the kids. tangible because there's things you can never get back. Yeah. And... That's why my particular situation, that's why I decided and chose to move my family away was the time that I had with them in the evenings wasn't quality time. I was on my phone. I was. Yeah. Still doing, working. Yeah. Yeah. I was immersed in what I was doing because I do a good job of it because I take it on. I take a yeah. sense of ownership of it. And so it's like when I'm at work, I, I, I have this 90, 10 rule and I can't, I, I don't remember who told it to me years ago, but this 90, 10 rule. And when I'm at work. 90% of the time work comes first, but 10% of the time yeah. other stuff comes first because that's just how it is. Yeah. But the inverse of that is when I'm at home, 90% of the time home comes first. Yeah. 10% still has to creep in because life has, has yeah, to happen. Yeah, Friends, Friends and writing. And... But this 90-10 rule really sorted things out for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I think it's a healthy rule. Just like in Christianity, we have a, something called the Sabbath, right? Where we yeah. uh, we take a day and we rest, like just proper rest. And the same thing with our, our time. Like if we imagine we gave our time the same way where it's like, okay, I'm going to work my ass off, but take 10%. Well, what is it? 90-10 is a biblical thing. You mm-hmm. can't take 90% of your wages. That's you. 10% goes to church. Yes. It's not yours. Just give it up. Trust yep. me, you'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> and same thing with work. If it's like, okay, I work, 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 but they won't replace you for one day. No. Mm, not. <laughs> and so, yeah. No, that's a healthy way to look at it. I, I don't feel, I think I've used up my 10 as a big problem. It's because I had a few days there that I'm like. Well, that's ah. the thing. But the, those are things that we take on. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. The, the other people that work around me have mm-hmm. no idea you did that. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. The only person that, the, and it's like, this is something that I need to take in for myself because I carry all this extra. Oh, you carry way we, more than you should. should. <laughs> but be, we all do, but I, you know, it's hard not to. Oh, we, yeah. Because we think. It's part of being a we, man. We think that all the other people around us remember all or see and know yep. all of our shortcomings when they don't. Yeah. Maybe. Likely yep. they don't. No, well, well, that's the thing. It's the asymmetric insight. We assume that we understand other people better than we understand ourselves yeah. or better than they understand us. Yeah. And we all think that. Now, imagine I think I understand the way that Dev, uh, Devin or even you conduct yourself and why you do it. I know why your favorite color is black because Harley. And <laughs> no, <laughs> that, the one thing, I will never have another black Harley. No? No, fuck. Good. Fuck they're that. Just, they're just clean. Well, you can't keep them clean. <laughs> She really loves pumpkin spice. So, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm just like, you're just so fucking basic. And it's like, but a black Harley is the, that's, it, that's, it's, it's, it's a, the pumpkin spice of fucking Harley. It is the pumpkin Har- spice of Harley Davidson's. Yeah. yeah. I, I want a green motorcycle. I, I want something that stands out like, holy fuck, that's a green motorcycle. <laughs> I got I, now. It's I'm never I nor, I'm never normally in favor of putting decals on a motorcycle. I think it really looks like you just stuck a fucking sticker on the side of your motorcycle. Yep. But I just ordered these Harley Davidson uh, Shark Nation ba- quarter bag decals to go on my bike, and they're fucking cool. Did you put them on? Not yet. Not just, yet. You're just looking at it. You're like, oh, do I? Well, it's it's coldish <laughs> in my garage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you can't get a good you can't get a good stick on so that. So I'm probably gonna wait till the spring to put them on. But yeah, that hmm. We'll have to see. I don't uh, know. I, I I'm very hesitant to stickers because they look like exactly that. You just yeah. put a fucking. I don't even put a. I don't even put bumper sticks on my car anymore. You know no. that thing that was for a long time where people just put stickers on their bumper everywhere. I know. I, like, oh, my other ride is your wife or. My, my uh, brother had one that said my other ride is your mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he and was not popular for no? that. No? No. That's, Shockingly, no. That's, <laughs> which, he had it on a truck though. No, it was on a car. It was on a green oh. Ford Escort. And I was working a An science, Escort. Yeah. I love the Escort. It's a yeah. great little scoot. It was a good, it was a good car. And then I was working in a sign shop at the time, so I color matched it. Looked, it was very, very sharp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember where we're going from that. I don't know. We're talking about Harley's black Harley. I can't remember. Not being well, being their family and all that stuff, and oh. taking the time and and ninety ten and ninety ten. Ninety ten is a good rule. That, it's that, a good rule. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's helped me. Well, the problem is a lot of people don't, they haven't thought about their time. They, no. they've, they've 
I got to work 40 hours a week. Okay. Or 35 and call it whatever. I don't, I don't know how other people's work schedules work. I, my, my thing, people, and I had to take this, I had to learn this when I went to sell cars. Too much of my identity was tied up in what I did. Yeah. And you have to separate yourself. Yeah. You have to be you. Yeah. You can't, and you have to be a whole person in yourself. Yeah. And if you're not, you can't, else then you're a car salesman or you're a mechanic or you're a, yeah. a whatever. Yeah. You have to be, I'm just a guy that happens to be a dispatcher. What, what's your, what's your trick for, uh, for actually turning it off then? Like for being more than just a dispatcher? What's your go-to of, of, of uh, finding yourself as something more than just dispatch? Because I know you're, a big part can be a dad. But yeah. you got to be more than a dad. You, you can't to, just you be have a dad. To be whole, too. You have to be whole in yourself as a person. Yeah. And you just, and it wasn't until that I was whole in myself, took the time to figure out everything to, you know, to work through my stuff and figure out who I was. Yeah. What I think what helped me when I worked at the dealership, there's this guy came in. He worked at the bar with me and he had this other friend and he really wanted to be in a motorcycle club. So we did the club thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you've got a good life. You're selling cars. Things are going well for you. I want to come. Got him a job at the dealership. Didn't pan out. He went, had a friend that was welded, went welded, didn't pan out. Problem is you can't, I can't look at you and say, well, you and Amanda have a great quality of life. I'm going to do what Mike and Amanda do. Yeah. And expect to replicate the same results. Yeah. No. Well, and that, and so, so that's, he looked at me and yeah, I, I, things were coming together for me. I was learning yeah. about myself. I was, I came to Christ during then. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on in my life at the time. Right. So he, he looked at all the positive changes, said, I want that for my life and tried to, tried to replicate the result, results by emulating the path that I took. Well, it doesn't yeah. work that way. No. You have to, you have to figure out what your, whatever it is, right. My thing that the one thing that got me sorted out, I take antidepressants and I take them every day and it make me a better person because of it. Yeah. The other thing is, is I found a job that I do really love, but I don't let it define yeah. who I am. That's not who you are. No. Uh, uh, that's a hard thing for some people because if they got let go from the job, their job, they'd be like, what am I now? Because I wasn't good enough to do this thing that I thought I was doing well, especially guys who get it blindsided. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you lost that job right here and now, if that is not who you are, how how quickly do you recover? Because you, you you're it's gonna suck. Yes. Rejection sucks. I've Reject- been there. I've I have been I have been blindsided. Yeah. I have been walked into a room, sat down immediately. You do not work here anymore. Yeah. It's like wow. And and where I, the last time the last couple times that I got let go from something, the guys like hey man like uh, they wanted not have you at this here site. It was snow removal and shit like that. And I'm like oh. Okay, cool. He's like that. No, that means that you can't work here. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And he's like, no, we we can't contract you. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. Yeah. I fucking hate snow removal. I'll be fine. I will be okay. Yeah. I'm a hardworking guy. I know how to swing a hammer, and I, no, I will be fine. Yeah. It might take a little bit, but I'll be okay. And this guy was just, I don't know if he was ready for that. I think he was ready for the fuck you. I did give a guy a fuck you once. I got let go from this guy. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I was fucking there for you and no one else was. I fought, I, I went to bat for you. I stood up for you and you're going to fucking let me go again. Fuck you. 
And I was, I was pretty mad at the time. Yeah. But I'm I'm over it now, and I'm like, no, that's just life, man. Yep. And it's it just got it. I was I was more upset at that one because I had really I felt I'm like. But at the same time, like, no, I, I can't just sit here and be bitter. No, like, it's, it comes back to that victim mentality. Yeah. Right? And and I'm not going to live that way. And No. It's life. Yep. It and, is just and, life. And if I get let go from this job, I'll be fine. Yes. I don't think that'll happen, though. I've seen what it takes, and I'm not there. <laughs> I'll get promoted before that. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm doing okay. You're I'm, doing well. And so uh, I'm not worried about it. But at the same time, I've seen some of the guys and I'm like, there are some smart guys out there. They they conduct themselves like the way that everyone else conducts themselves. But I feel like everyone puts on this facade of who can be the funniest or who can be the most fucked up or yep. have the best stories. And there's some, oh, there's some fucking great stories in there. <laughs> I've heard some stuff and people are like, oh, I was not ready. He was at the safety meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this good young guy was like, I've never been to a safety meeting like that. I'm like, you're young. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even that bad, bro. It wasn't even that bad. No. I'll tell you later. I can't. It's so good. I can't tell it on radio. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, no, I'm like, no, I'll be fine. I'm not a victim. No. Same. Uh, maybe that's, but it takes a certain level of getting to know yourself. Like yes. really. That's a. You just that, that you have to be comfortable in your own skin, and you have to be comfortable with who you are. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because because believe it or not, there is all of that in all of us. Yeah. Um, oh, I was about to say something, and I forget. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there there's something about knowing yourself and just being like, hey, this is who I am. I'm fine. Oh, I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna get through the next job. Fuck, I had something. My brain is really annoyed with me right now. <laughs> you know how it is. Yes. Um, yeah. It's going to really bother me. Yeah. I'm going to like wake up at like three in the morning and be like, fuck. I'll get a text. <laughs> this is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend. Uh, this guy I know. He was like, man, when I have a kid, then I'll be a, then I'll be a man. Or no, when, uh, when I get married, I'll be a man. And he got married. He's not quite there. Oh man, when I have a kid, I'll be, I'll be a man. Or when I got this, when I got that. And he had this when, 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 or yeah. when I move out, when I get my own car, when I get a house, when I get a. And he had this idea that who he was was d- dependent on certain steps. And it was like, oh, I'll be this when this happens. It's like, why not just be the man that you want to be, the kind of man that you see yourself being. Yeah. Do that. Step one. The step one is be the best possible version yeah. you can be of yourself at the time. And and it's unfortunate. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, best way to turn it off. Uh, at the end of the day, you're done working. When you're done working, you're fucking done working. So it wasn't. Like not taking it home, I mean. No, yeah. That's. So in 2019, I was working for a company and they decided we went from electro- paper, paper hire packages to electronic onboarding. Yeah. 36 people were not going to get paid because of whatever. Yeah. And then it was, it was basically coming to a bottleneck in, in my getting the information yeah, getting to Calgary in. and then it getting back. And there was just a bottleneck and it was 36 people weren't going to get paid. Oof. And I lost, like, I just, I, I take my job very seriously. Yeah. And I lost my mind and I'm like, I gotta go. If you, if you're saying because of this, 36 people aren't getting paid, then... 
I can't be part of this. You got to figure out how to pay these people. Right. And they're like, yeah. So my, so I went and I left. I left my work phone there, and I needed. I'm like, I need to take some time. I got to figure out. Like, That's this, a lot of burden. That That's a lot, lot to take on because so, you feel like it's your fault or like you yeah, could have done something. Yeah, because it's like I effectively, we we crewed up for this right in the new year. So I effectively hired all of these people. Like I really, I just, I take a lot of personal responsibility. I take a lot of personal ownership. Yeah. But then job. to be told that all the responsibility, because you're trying to do your part, but yeah. when you feel like you can't do it. Then I just wanted, then I wanted to be very hands off. And one of the supervisors um, came to me and he's like, he, he, he just asked me a couple questions that really straightened some stuff out for me. And he's like, when you come to work, do you come to work and do your best job you can? And I'm like, yeah, I come here. I work as hard as I can and I accomplish as much as I can and I do what I can yeah. while I'm here. And he's like, if you couldn't tell yourself that at the end of every single day, then when you go home, you you can't worry about what's going on because you know you've done your best. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're going to show up in the morning and do your best the next day. Yeah. So anybody can ask you. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? That really changed my whole philosophy. Like it just. Yeah. One of the most irritating things that I ever had was a manager tell me, he's like, hey, I need you to make this priority. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I made it a priority and then I didn't get something else done. It's like, no, this needs to be a priority too. I'm like, okay, cool. So I need to prioritize everything? Everything was a priority. Everything was top priority. And I'm like, okay, this is, I don't think you understand the word priority. <laughs> yeah. No, you clearly don't. <laughs> and, and because that's the thing that some of these managers do. It's like, no, everything's a priority. You need to get everything done. It's like, no, what is the most important thing that you need me to do right now? Prioritize them for me. I need a number. You and put I will a work number, I will work through it. But you can't tell me everything's priority because then I'm going to go to the easiest thing. I'll be like, what can I get done the quickest? Yes. Well, oh, guess what? That wasn't fucking priority. This over here is. It's like, yes, but you said everything's a priority. So if Everything is, then nothing is. Yep. And I fucking hated that. You give me the most important task you need me to do in a day that will get done first, and then I'll come to you and talk about secondaries. Yeah. But if I see the easier task and it's like, oh, if this is the same as this, I'm going to go to the easier task because it'll take me less time, but I might not be as important, but you said it's important enough. But if, if, if they're all of equal importance, I'm going to bang off as much as I can, as fast as I can. Yep. And if it's not higher on the list, we'll fucking make a list. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got so I mad at that. Agreed. And the thing is, they shit on me for it too. Of course. And I'm like, fuck, fuck this place. Well, you, how, well, you should have known. Uh, no, 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 no. I should not no. have known. You should have told me. I don't know what's most important because I, I don't can't know what know. you don't know. Yeah. We, yeah. The last company I was at, generator blew up. Ten thousand dollar generator blew up on site. Ooh. The general manager of the company comes in. Happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Comes in Monday morning. He's like, "Thanks for the fucking phone call." Like, phone call about what? Fucking generator blows up. You didn't tell any ten thousand dollars. What the fuck? And I'm like, "You didn't know? No, I didn't know." And he's like, "He's all mad at me." And I'm like, and "I said, I said, I'm sorry, but I don't know what you don't know." Yeah. So. I'm sorry that nobody told you, but yeah, this, this did happen, but yeah, you cannot be upset with me because I didn't tell you something that yeah. I, I don't. You, you, it's a bad faith assumption of, yeah. of you didn't tell me because yeah. you thought I was too busy or didn't the, yeah, care about Yeah, nobody's being negligent or yeah. whatever. It has nothing to do with that. You're the general manager. I'm sorry that the 
the superintendent or the project manager or the general manager, that none of those people decided that it was important enough to call you and you're telling telling me the human resources yeah. person? Because because it came to, yeah, if it came to you already, it's like, I'm sorry, how, how many people are you looking to blame? Because you yeah, got to go, like, you got to step down. You are playing the blame game, my friend. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this was a shitty thing that happened and it was bad for all of us. Yeah. But. But what I, I, I didn't affect it. I yeah. didn't do it. And I yeah. can't. What could I do to fix that? Yeah. What can, well, honestly, what can I do? Yeah. Tell me what I could have done. I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> but when you can't even do that, it's really frustrating because you're like, I want to be the change mm-hmm. that, that makes this place better, that makes it run better. That's, that's how I can try to conduct myself. I'm, I realize I'm trying to keep myself as busy as I can working where I'm working. Well, that's, I want to be, I want to be a leader. I never yeah. want to be a boss. Yeah. I want to be a leader yeah. because it's like, he was a boss. He would, he would come in and yeah. you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. He wouldn't come in and yeah. we wouldn't spitball on how to, to accomplish everything that we needed to accomplish. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I like about the crew that I'm working with now is, is as there is a bit of a hierarchy, there's this guy and then there's a second and everyone's kind of working, but everyone's kind of working together. It's like, okay, how do we be the most efficient that we can? And yeah, we're working it out. It's, I love it because they let you actually talk and you don't, you don't feel like, oh, they're not going to listen to me. It's like, hey, I got an idea. What about this when I go this direction? They're, they're, that's a good training crew. Yeah. They actually give guys that are a little bit green. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you are, but I'm still, I've sent green operators out there and they've taught them a lot Yep. and they are patient and they teach. And it's, that is, that is not something that is common in our industry. No, no. Either way, I'm just glad to be where I'm at. Well, simultaneously, yeah, it makes me nervous. I don't want to take time off just because I know that it's slowing down and I'm like, it's getting close. I know it's not close to Christmas, but it's close enough where the big oil field companies are looking at their budgets and they're skimming until January sometimes. We are already seeing smaller, the one and two day stuff that we do all the time is just keeps getting nixed every single day. Yeah. And it's because, just, because of just that, we're, we're coming in, I don't think anybody has super strong third quarter. We're coming in the fourth. Yeah. And, oh, I guess we're in the fourth. Yeah, we're in the fourth quarter. And yeah. They didn't have a super song for, third, so yeah. they're going to go through the fourth yeah. and just kind of skim where they can. Yeah, and then save whatever, you know. And January's going to explode. Yes. Yeah, is so what it is. We've it's got, life. so we'll see. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm not worried because I know I'm a good worker and uh, I've always got side work. I got buddies who are like, hey, man, are you actually still busy? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm busy. But uh, it's like, yeah. So I'll be okay no matter what. But at the same time, like, I, the thing is I like working where I'm working. Yes. Because it pays really well. Well, that's for, this is the catch 22 in my life right now. Yeah. Is my wife has asked me to be home. But. And, the, and I'm willing, and, and of course I'm, I, I, of course I want to be. Oh yeah. And no, I want the, to be, and I want to be in my house every single day. And yes, I will. Yeah. But. But I actually really love my job and I actually really love the company I work for and I really like the people I work with. Yeah. So. And that's a hard thing to find yes, nowadays. I, and I'm happy and I'm content in my. Yeah. So I don't, I, and I'm not young either. I'm no. for, I got, I'll be 44 in December. Yeah. So, you know, at some point I need to be with the company for a certain. Yeah. You, you don't want to just keep doing these five year stints or three yeah. year stints and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, no, the three years is coming up. He'll be gone soon. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't want to live that way. No. 
and I don't want to be viewed that way. So, you know, there's, a, I've got a lot tied up in it, but I really love what I, what I do. I really believe in what we do as an industry and, but I want to live with my family 24 seven. So. Yeah. Well, maybe reprioritize. Bell Donald's pretty nice. Bell Donald's pretty nice. Pro- the Hudson Hope's pretty nice. Hudson. I love Hudson Hope. I love Hudson's the baby not, to- not the full distance. The pro the problem that we we found it may it would be easier if we didn't find such a unique little special. It is a, such a cool. <laughs> we place. found a, we found a cool property in a cool town and a cool th- like it's just it checks all my hot buttons. So it's yeah, it's hard to think about anything else. Yeah, so. well, we'll see well, what so, Luke does. Well, that's the thing. It's just one day at a time. Yeah, the real estate thing's intriguing to me. Yeah, I think you'd be good at it. That's the the one thing, I, and I was going to say this earlier, the one thing, when you're working for a company, you're betting, you're betting on a company. Yeah. And like you say, I can work hard, I can swing a hammer, I can do these things. Yeah. I know I can make money. I know yeah. I can sell things. I know I can hustle. Yeah. I know, I know I can do that. And I, and I'm confident in my abilities. I, I know I've got critical thinking skills. And, and that's where real estate comes in quite hell. Cause you're not, you're not betting on a company. You're betting on you. On yourself. And that's the thing. I, your, your first 90 days are, are a probationary period, both for you interviewing the company and the company interviewing you to see if it's going to go well. It, yeah. That is a two way street. Yeah. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. No. And so it's like, I will always bet on myself because I know, I know what I can do. Yeah. And, and I know what, and I know what my willingness is. If you have a willingness to, to succeed and a willingness to fail, because you're going to fail along the way. Oh, yeah. As long as you know that, you you should bet on yourself 10 times out of 10. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I had one minor fuck up. I was turning a trailer yeah. and I just, I got in a rush. You get in a rush sometimes. Yep. And I nicked a fence post mm. and I fucked the fence post. I'm like, Fuck fuck, did no damage to the trailer, which is great because I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I was I was beating myself up so hard. It's like, Mike, that fence post is getting removed. Like, yes, you fucked up, but it was still a minor fuck up. Yeah. You're fine. Relax. Like, <laughs> and it's like that, that one's getting taken out. We're replacing it with a proper post. Like, that one's not a big deal. Yeah. You didn't cost the company any money because I'm trying so hard to do a good job sometimes that I'm like, I'm being a little too hard on myself and I'm like, fuck, people are literally doing pipeline things here and yeah, there's, I'm fine. Yes. Relax. Yes. So yeah, it's pretty funny. I can tell you that here because like I said, no harm, no foul. Nope. <laughs> and some mistakes you only make once because you can become very conscious of them and you you're like. That's the thing. As long as you learn from your mistakes, mistakes are fine. It's yeah. when people make the same mistake three, four, five, six times, you have to learn. It's not a mistake. It yeah. becomes negligence. Like yeah. the first time is a mistake in an accident and those yeah. things are real. But when they happen repeatedly, yeah. then. And it's like, okay, are you fucking trying? Yeah. <laughs> are well, you, you trying to do this you thing are, at this point? If, if you're not trying not to, then you're effectively trying to. Yeah. Where I just, just decided, I'm like, maybe slow down. Maybe, hey, I didn't even need to move. I could have sat there. I could have sat there for a half hour while things were getting done. Yep. I didn't need to go. I just felt like I had to. Yep. So I fucking rushed. That, but we put this insane pressure on ourselves. That oh, yeah. 
And it's like, oh, go, go, go. Just be the best that you can be all the time. It's like, maybe calm your tits. <laughs> and that's what I, tell my, I had to tell myself. It's yep. like, calm down. I still beat myself up in the moment, though, because I think you should be a little hard on yourself. It's like, okay, you messed up. Yes. You're, you fucked up. Just accept that. Be a little hard on yourself because you got to recognize it as a fuck up. Yes. Again. Yeah. But. And that's exactly it. It's like you got to shoot to not do it again because if you're like, oh, I fucked up. It's like, no, you fucked up. You really did. Not not a little. You did. But yes, no harm, no foul. Very lucky. But next time it might not be. Yeah. So take it serious enough yeah. that you care. And so, yeah, that's that's where I'm shooting for. And I think other people should shoot for the same. Yeah. I do. I try. Yeah. I aim for, I aim for perfection. I, I am constantly. We're constantly fucking up too. Yes. Yeah. But (laughs) failure is just the first, and this is something that until you, you, you gain some life experience, failure is just a thing. It is a fact of life. You will fail at things. Yeah. Failure, failure. And it sounds so cliche. Failure means the first attempt at learning. Yeah. That's actually the case. Yeah. And like every successful person, every get help book, all, everything, anything you take in, you will fail. Yeah. All right. Cool. I realize it's like 1013. Oh my goodness. I know it's not that late, but I got to get to bed. You got to get to bed. Yeah. yeah, I'll be up at 430. All right, guys. uh, Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys later.